gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So before we got started on this episode of the Paracast, Randall and our special guest, Grace Scott, were talking about their ceilings. And the reason is because on last week's episode, as I was trying to talk on the show, we had the maintenance crew from the apartment complex fixing a leak in the ceiling. Now, the leak is fixed. They had to come back several times to find the source. But now you have this big square of sheetrock with plastered. We're waiting for them to paint it. And the kind of paint they use in this unit is called popcorn paint, which is nothing that you have butter with. Okay? I haven't had popcorn so long, I forgot how it tastes. (laughs) Randall, you have what sparkles in your ceiling? Oh, yeah. See, I didn't just get the plain popcorn, plain popcorn. No, I've got little flecks of silver. Like, um, if you imagine if you cut your tinsel into little tiny pieces, there's little fl- and flecks of silver like glitter. They're right into it. And it, it's kind of an art form for those people in the day. And at night, if the lighting is just right, you can see the little sparkles. Your imagination can do whatever it wants with those. Grace Scott, what kind of ceiling do you have? I'm building a house in uh, the Hudson Valley in upstate New York. We actually went with a metal roof and I think just a flat, you know, flat, uh, flat ceiling. Of course, as you know, the Hudson Valley was once many years ago seen to a number of UFO sightings. Have you ever followed UFOs? It's actually interesting that you ask me that. Something that we can talk about in the after show, it's not something I would necessarily talk on on the first part of the show, but um, there's been some things that have been going on in my life recently that I thought you guys would find really interesting. Part of it is the Hudson Valley is sort of a hot spot for this. You know, Whitley Strieber had his encounters just not far from where I'm building my house, actually. Well, you're hoping you just bring them on. Okay, we'll hold that for after the Paracast, which is, by the way, available for subscribers of the Paracast Plus and for long-term subscriptions. We also offer a coupon code for James Fox UFO documentary, The Phenomenon, with the three hours of extra stuff for long-term subscriptions at the Paracast.plus, the Paracast.plus. Gray Scott says here in the liner notes, you are a futurist. Is that something that one can be and get a job as one? You can, actually. You know, a lot of uh, futurists, they're also called foresight experts, strategic foresight experts. A lot of companies will hire futurists to come on and tell them sort of what's going to happen in the near future. Uh, They're foresight consultants, IBM, Ford. uh, Lots of huge companies have uh, foresight experts that work to tell them and and sort of guide them in the next 10 to uh, 15 years um, to look forward. I'm more of a traditional futurist. I'm more of the uh, Buckminster Fuller, um, Isaac Asimov sort of style futurist. My job is really more based in the philosophy of technology. So I spend most of my time talking about the future of you know, consciousness and the future of artificial intelligence and those types of things. You know, I consult with companies all the time, so it is it is a real job. Well, it definitely sounds like one. You've been on a number of TV shows I see as well. Okay, so if you're consulting with a technology company, 
you're dealing with a general concept of like AI or what the next iPhone should be like? Well, it depends. Again, it depends on what kind of futurist you are. Um, most of my clients, uh, the last big project I did was with AT&T. They hired me to, to do a follow-up of a campaign called You Will. Uh, it was a campaign that aired, I think, in 1996, if I remember correctly. There's a whole set of videos your listeners can go look on YouTube. It's called AT&T You Will Campaign. I think it was in 1996. And it was a series of commercials that AT&T did with Bell Labs Company, which is this sort of futuristic company that was trying to predict the future in, in the 90s. And everything that's in that series of commercials has come true. Everything. And the most miraculous thing, the, one of my favorites, I think Paul Verhoeven, was it Paul Verhoeven? I can't remember who the director was, but it was a big director who was doing a lot of videos for MTV in the 90s shot the commercials one of the most miraculous ones is a guy standing at yosemite he's standing in yosemite and he he's wearing a smartwatch and he calls home to talk to his wife this was in 1996 do you remember what we had in 1996 for technology we didn't have that so that's the kind of stuff that i do that people will listen to this show in 20 years and they'll say wow he was talking about things that are happening now. Okay, just put things in perspective. The first Apple Watch came out like 2015. Yeah. And yeah. the Apple Watch where you can actually use it as a cellular telephone came out, what, two or three years later. So exactly. we're talking about here something that did not happen for 22 or 23 <clears throat> years later. Now, was there a point in time when you guys were looking at electric vehicles at all? So typically what will happen is people will find me, they'll, they'll look for foresight experts and they'll Google. And I'm actually one of the top, I think I'm in the top two to three search. When you do search engine uh, on Google for futurist, I'm one of the top three, I think, that come up. Partly because I do a lot of uh, television work and a lot of um, radio interviews. Because part of my job as a futurist is to educate the public about what is actually happening, what, what what's out there. Because a majority of people don't really know how far advanced we really are. I mean, um, some of the stuff I talk about is so, so it sounds like science fiction, but it's actually um, every single thing that I'm telling you and that I'll tell you tonight, I can point to a university that has a paper um, that has proven these technologies to be real. So uh, sometimes part of my job is just to, you know, educate the public, but you know, a company will, contact me and they'll say, we want to talk about the future of driverless cars, or we want to talk about the future of electric planes, or so whatever the subject is, I usually go do my research for a couple of weeks and then uh, consult with that company. Uh, and that's what happened with AT&T as well. I had to watch the, the campaign. I had to see how, how correct they were. And uh, so that's, that's typically how it, how it works. But a, a majority of what I'm doing right now is just you know, I just created a new podcast series called Futuristic Now. Uh, it's up on iTunes. And uh, I'm basically every week, I'm just presenting my ideas about the future and where technology is going. Well, I definitely want to talk more about that. I just wonder in 1995, if we could have predicted that 25, 26 years later, AT&T would be streaming 
a movie about Wonder Woman <laughs> taking place in 1984. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. Um, I think if you if you go back, you know, futurism has a long uh, history. It's it's you know, it actually goes back to the very beginning of human history. Um, when you know, we, we, when we think of the oracles and of Delphi, and when we think of uh, mystics and uh, religious uh, and spiritual futurism, so it has a, a very long history, but it really came into focus in the 1950s and 60s when um, Alvin Toffler and Buckminster Fuller and Arthur C. Clarke. Uh, Isaac Asimov, when those futurists, and they're very, all, all four of those people are very different types of futurists. You know, futurists sometimes write science fiction, sometimes they work with corporations, sometimes they do policy work. Like Alvin Toffler was a, a very famous futurist who, re, who wrote a book called Future Shock. Um, oh, yes, I, I remember that in my youth. Grace Scott, futurist, is here. And we're looking, I'm going to ask him how you are able to come up with ideas about what's going to happen or where we're going to be in 20 or 25 years, if we're still here with Gina Randall, you're in the Paracast. Hey, listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about after the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. The stress levels of Americans may be at an all-time high. From education to business to basic needs to politics, the 2020 pandemic-related stressors are pushing many of us to near breaking point. That's why you should consider the stress and pain-relieving products from sunny-bay.com. Like our lavender neck wraps and pads infused with premium Washington lavender buds. They relieve tension and relax with a soothing scent of lavender. And lifestyle expert Jennifer Bonner recommends products from Sunny Bay. Sunny Bay's hands-free neck wrap should be your go-to pain relief solution. Give gifts to family and friends that relieve stress and pain. Give love and care by giving the best. Give pillows, neck wraps, and body wraps from sunny-bay.com, a Biomed DB design company. Just click sunny-bay.com. That's sunny-bay.com. Do 
Do the letters IRS give you anxiety? I'm Dan Pilla. I've defended people from the IRS for more than 40 years. My book, How to Get Tax Amnesty, created the tax resolution industry and is responsible for helping hundreds of thousands of people. It can help you, too. If you're a non-filer or facing IRS enforcement right now, your case is unique. You need real help, not cookie-cutter advice. My clients get my personal attention. Buy my book at danpilla.com and get a free consultation directly with me. That's danpilla.com. Let's start solving your tax problem right now. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing, and you always need to be sticking your fingers. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. You simply apply a discreet, easy-to-use sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger pricks. If you test your blood sugar at least four times per day and inject insulin at least three times per day or use an insulin pump and have private insurance or medication, care, you might be eligible for a CGM with little or no cost to you. Call U.S. Medical Supply today for a free benefits check. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill Medicare or your insurance directly. Call now and say goodbye to finger pricks. 800-880-1896. 800-880-1896. That's 800-880-1896. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right. We cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Looking back, of course, at people like Isaac Asimov. And Isaac Asimov, by the way, I saw him lecture several times. And he was funny as anything. People yeah. don't realize, you think of him as being serious or this serious sci-fi writer. You go to a sci-fi convention, and they all lined up to see Isaac because he was so funny. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see any recordings of him doing a speech? Oh, I've seen almost everything that I can get my hands on. I've, I've studied his work. Uh, I've studied his videos. Arthur C. Clarke. Gene Roddenberry. I mean, you name the futurist, and I have really gone down the rabbit hole with those people. Because really, part of my research is to figure out what came before me and and what my predecessors had to say about the future. So not all of my, obviously, not all of my ideas are original uh, concepts, because I'm building on what was put out before me. You know, artificial intelligence had been discussed way before I was even born. So what I'm doing right now is taking what became so famous in the 1960s and 70s with these futurists, and I'm actually bringing it to the next generation and trying to promote futurism and create new futurists that will carry on this this lineage. And it's been an it's been a really fascinating journey Uh I have been all around the world, spoken all around the world to different companies and different groups. 
so it's it's been an adventure. Definitely, yeah. You've appeared on History Channel, Discovery Channel, BBC Radio, spoke at NASA on digital consciousness, and like you were just saying, you've recently launched your own podcast called Futuristic Now. What was the motivation for you to launch Futuristic Now when there's so much out there already? I mean, this is a really saturated market. What is it that drove you to just dive in there as well? When you listen to the the first episode, um, and and once you hear the next four episodes, because the next episode, I think episode two is called Machine Consciousness. I'm not talking about hardware, um, the bevel on the iPhone. I'm not predicting what the next iPhone is going to look like. What what I'm doing, I'm diving deep into the philosophy of technology. I'm diving deep into the heart of what technology actually is because I believe and it, it appears uh, from, from the evidence that technology is somehow uh, intrinsically and indigenously bound with our, what we call tech, what we call consciousness. It is bound to our consciousness. You know, you have to think about fire, think about the wheel those things changed human consciousness as we know it. The printing press. Think about how the printing press changed consciousness. And all of those things are technology. So, you know, when I, when I, when I lecture, when I talk to people, I always say, tell me what your philosophy of technology is. And it's a question they've never been asked before. And I'm talking about CEOs of major companies, religious leaders, uh, politicians, policymakers. If you ask them, what is your philosophy of technology? Most of the time, they've never been asked that question. So I think the reason I started this podcast was because I, I wasn't hearing anything like this out there. I, I, there. There are a lot of technology podcasts. There are a lot of um, social futurism po- podcasts. Um, but there just wasn't anything that was, that had the depth of, um, diving into what consciousness and technology really are. Oh, definitely. Now. Yeah. Because you take it a step further. Like when you ask the question, uh, what is your philosophy of technology uh, off the top of my head? I would say that it is the development of tools. It's Mm -hmm. tool making, but your first podcast is the idea of technology as nature, as an extension of nature. And that takes it to a whole other level. It's really interesting because uh, we've had another futurist on previously, Christian Croma, who's come to the same conclusion. And so this is, this is something that I think is an idea that is growing out there. And uh, I'd like you to explain that, basically, for our listeners. Uh, what do you mean by technology as nature? Well, the quote that I always use is technology is is natural and nature is technological. And the reason I say it that way is we have a tendency to see ourselves as separate from nature. We have a tendency to see ourselves as the creator of technology. And that's absolutely false. It's a false narrative that I've been trying to get people to sort of break open their cosmic mind to see much greater, let's, to see the, the universe 
in a u- universal scale of time instead of uh, instead of a human lifespan. And what I mean by that is you, you have to expand your consciousness when you're thinking this way, forwards and backwards. You you have to think in cosmic time. So what I've said is that we and I said this at NASA too, and and this actually. Um, this was one of the reasons they wanted me to come speak is because, and NASA knows this, by the way, this is not something that I came up with. NASA knows absolutely that this is true, that the only reason you can get a rover to land on Mars and not crash is because there are numeric codes built into the cosmic universe. And what I mean is you have to know the numbers and they have to be accurate for you to land on that planet. And so what I've said is the the cosmos seems to be a geometric uh, computational structure. Now, we can debate whether that is a an organism. We can debate whether this is some sort of simulation. Whatever it is, the truth is that this was here before we ever evolved as a species. We arrived here after this system was built. We did not invent mathematics. We did not invent geometry. We, we have only merely discovered those aspects of the system that we emerged into. And in fact, we are byproducts of geometry. We are byproducts of uh, mathematics. If you dive down into the micro and macro, you'll start to see that there is a geometric code that is built into the human body. I mean, every great philosopher throughout time comes to this conclusion eventually. Uh, and Leonardo uh, da Vinci knew this. I mean, he, d- he really put it down on paper, and uh, people are still studying his work. He understood that there is some sort of geometric scaffolding that sort of holds up the universe that we find ourselves in. And so that's the reason I say that nature is technological um, and technology is natural, because anything that we create is a byproduct of the algorithmic system that we find ourselves in. Let's break here. Grace Scott joining us, futurist. We're trying to understand where we are now and understand the future and where we fit in. Who knows? With Gina Randall, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. This is George Dory from Coast to Coast AM and History Channel's Ancient Aliens. We support the amazing energy, nutrition, and skincare products from Jeunesse. Jeunesse products are designed by leading doctors in their field with natural ingredients and even stem cell technology. These products help your body perform and look better. Shop Jeunesse at GCNlife.com or call 1-844-443-6637. GCNlife.com or 844-443-6637. 
Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Now, there is Reveal. Beverly Hills celebrity dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman took nearly a decade to develop Reveal from natural botanicals to return to a full-body head of hair. Reveal for men and women with a 30-day money-back guarantee at GCNLife.com or toll-free 844-443-6637. 844-443-6637. Reveal at GCNLife.com. USA Radio News with Dan Naraki. House Democrats say they will bring an article of impeachment against President Trump to the floor of the House of Representatives as soon as Monday. The article being circulated accused the president of fomenting the unrest that led to Wednesday's breach of the Capitol building. More than 180 representatives, all of them Democrats, have signed on in support. Senator Pat Toomey doesn't see a reason to proceed with the impeachment process. The Pennsylvania Republican tells Fox News that while he thinks the president's behavior warrants the effort, an impeachment wouldn't be prudent. I have to say I do think the president's behavior um, this week does disqualify him from serving. But we've got 10 days left, 11 days left. He's not going to be serving after that time. We'll have a new president. I don't know whether logistically it's actually even really possible or practical, and I'm not sure it's desirable to attempt to force him out, what, a day or two or three prior to the day on which he's going to be finished anyway. This is USA Radio News. As Democrats are circulating draft articles of impeachment, and three of them say they will introduce them on the House floor as early as Monday, one senator is calling on President-elect Joe Biden to call off those efforts. USA Radio News' Mike Fortier has the story. House Democrats preparing to bring articles of impeachment against President Trump. They accused Trump of inciting insurrection ahead of Wednesday's violence at the Capitol. Republican Senator Lindsey Graham on Fox News with the plea to President-elect Biden. Joe Biden said, it's up to Congress regarding impeachment. No, President-elect Biden, it's up to you. Pick up the phone, call Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and the squad and tell them, stand down. This will destroy the country even further. You have the power to do that. The question is, do you have the courage to do it? Graham says we have a chance as a nation to start over. House Democrats are also considering removing Trump through the 25th Amendment. And the head of Britain's royal family has been vaccinated against COVID-19. 94-year-old Queen Elizabeth and her 99-year-old husband, Prince Philip, received their coronavirus vaccine on Saturday, according to Buckingham Palace. This is USA Radio News. Extendivite 7 Herb Formulation is approved to help maintain cardiovascular health and help lower blood lipid levels in adults. Extendivite is made from hawthorn, garlic, valerian, cayenne, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, and milk thistle. The herbs at Extendivite have been chosen for their ability to help with overall health. Many people have reported improved energy and stamina in just a few months. If you think you could feel just a little bit better, then Extendivite may just be for you. Extendivite is an all-natural supplement. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. That's H-E-A-R-T-D-R-O-P.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. Hello, this is John Burroughs, one of the witnesses to the Rendlesham UFO incident. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Now, in looking over futurists of the past, I think there are people out there we didn't think of as futurists. But boy, did they affect our culture 
Gene Roddenberry being developed this entire universe of the 23rd century and people were so highly influenced they tried to duplicate the Star Trek inventions. People watched Scotty and became scientists and engineers. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. You have this character actor who appeared in TV show for three years, forgetting the reboots and everything. And he'd go around and talk to people and say, Scotty inspired me to do what I do now. It's amazing yeah. the influence that Roddenberry and his work had. Mm -hmm. I think on uh, Wikipedia, Roddenberry is uh, categorized as a futurist. I mean, he, the average person wouldn't necessarily think of him as a futurist, but that's exactly what he was. And I think you're right. There are a lot of people that we wouldn't necessarily call futurists, but, but that's exactly what they are. Um, Tesla, obviously, Nikola Tesla is like one of the most famous futurists. And so you, you have this lineage that exists that has influenced modern day designers and engineers, just like Elon Musk. So, I mean, without Roddenberry, without Nikola Tesla, you don't have Elon Musk. Well, Roddenberry also, Star Trek, I mean, if you look at the credits, they had scientific advisors, uh, people who would be not just, you know, not just entertainers, but people who were thinking about, well, what is the future going to be like? And trying to portray that on to, to the general public. I mean, if that's not futurism, what is? Well, that's exactly right. I mean, I've, I've consulted on a couple of uh, films and I've produced a couple documentaries about futurism. Um, I did a science fiction movie called uh, Embers and the production company, the, the director and the production crew uh, came to my place in New York and we, we sat down and I, I did a presentation for them. And in one of the scenes uh, specifically, they wanted me to talk about, um, you know, what would the, what would a future bunker, a survival bunker look like in let's say 2030 or 2050. Um, so I gave them all of my predictions. I, you know, I listened to what they were thinking and I sort of guided them through the process of things that maybe they were, um, a little behind on and said, you know, maybe you should push this a little bit further because, uh, technology actually moves faster than people realize. Or does it? I mean, okay, like everyone knows, we've seen the pictures on Popular Mechanics magazine. I remember a show back in the 70s, or just actually before the 70s, in early part of the 70s. In fact, it was called Here Come the 70s. And uh, it was like, wow, this is, this is really cool. That was my first exposure to the media for a futurist type television show. And of course there was all kinds of things that were predicted like, okay, we have robots, but that doesn't mean that the people who took the jobs away from the people who used to do those jobs are now sitting at home on their lawn, you know, sipping margaritas while the robot does the work. <laughs> and there was, you know, flying cars, which we, you know, they're, they're getting there, but you know, that's been a, a long time coming. We have these sort of idealized versions of the future, and then we have these more dystopian versions of the future. Uh, I had mentioned Christian Croma recently, just in the previous episode there, and he is big into AI and how it's going to affect the world. But instead of sort of the doomsday scenario, he thinks it's going to be our savior. 
what do you think about AI? Where where is it on this scale? Is I think it maybe has the potential to be one or the other, or something in between. What do you, what do you see happening with it? Part of what I have been saying is that AI is the mirror of human consciousness. So everything that exists in human consciousness is just going to be reflected in artificial intelligence. So if we don't get a hold of our greed, if we don't get a hold of our fear, if we don't get a hold of this inequality that we seem to be perpetuating around the world, uh, AI is just going to reflect that. So you're, you're going to see more inequality uh, reflected in technology because we haven't solved it for ourselves. You know, there is a mysticism in futurism, and I know a lot of foresight experts don't like to talk about it, but, but they're just being in, in – um, they're not being truthful because the, the, the magic that is happening and will happen in the next 10 to 15 years is going to blow people's minds. And it's, it's going to present itself in a way that is just as mystical as some of the extraterrestrial contactee experiences that you guys talk about on your show sometimes as well. Um, can you imagine, I, mean, I just want to paint a picture for you. Imagine standing in front of a, of a humanoid machine in 25 or 30 years that is 10 billion, with a B, 10 billion times more intelligent than you are. Do you understand what, what that machine will do to you, to your consciousness? It, it will split your consciousness wide open and be able to peer into your mind in ways that we can only begin to imagine. And I mean this on a very scientific level. I mean that we're talking about a machine that can read your microfacial expressions, a machine that can predict your moves 10 steps ahead by listening to your breathing, by listening to your vocal intonations, and running that through its processor. The kinds of things that are developing from the universities and, and emerging from the universities around the world, once those things start to amalgamate and, and come together, and once those machines start to become slightly self-aware, we are going to face our own reflection. And my message has been to people not to really focus on the technology, because that's going to happen no matter what we do. Unfortunately, it's going to develop. So what we really need to focus on is fixing some of our stupid little, you know, monkey mind problems that we have. We, we, we still haven't become a species that takes care of each other. We still haven't fixed dirty water and uh, a lack of food and hunger. And I mean, you name it. We have in our future the opportunity to face ourselves honestly through AI in a way that could change the world and make it a paradise. But we're going to have to fix the things that are wrong with us first. Interesting. I, I think maybe in some ways we're starting to move in that direction. Uh, mm -hmm. There was a few years ago, uh, I got a, a thing in my mailbox, a piece of, of promotional mail, and it talked about conscious investing. Now, so I thought, oh, conscious investing, what does that mean to me? To me, that means thinking about what to invest in from not simply a profit 
motive, but from an ethical perspective. So I called them up and they laughed. They said, no, no, it's it has nothing to do with with ethics or any philosophy whatsoever. It's strictly being aware of what investments are going to be the least amount of risk for the most amount of return. And I thought, oh, wow, you know, there really needs to be an ethical investing type of strategy going on. And now, if you look, it makes up a healthy part of a lot of people's portfolios because people have realized they don't want to invest in things that are, that they consider to be unethical. Now, yeah, if we're, you know, so, so if you're going to apply that, look at how much comp- computation is being used in the marketplace. And if it's, if there's some algorithm that can say, well, this is more ethical than another, then there you go. It's starting to merge. We're going to break here in a moment. I'll also want to ask a corollary question here, which is in general, in terms of technology, do people even care so much about ethics? And we can go into Google and Facebook and other issues we all know about. Gray Scott, Gene Steinberg, Jay Randall Murphy, you're in. The Paracast. for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. Silverlungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at Silverlungs.com. That's Silverlungs.com. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com.
Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Now with orders to stay at home, public health concerns, the reality of illness due to pathogens and viruses, your health is at an all-time high risk. That's why it's critical to take a proactive approach to boost your immune system. You can with new nano-colloidal silver from AmeriCare, our patented process with tiny silver particles, one one-hundredth the size of a red blood cell, allows for maximum body absorption. AmeriCare's nano-colloidal silver effectively disinfects your body internally, attacking pathogens and viruses while supercharging your immune system. Colloidal silver is antibacterial and antiviral. Simply put, it prohibits bacterial respiration, suffocating viral cells, preventing the virus from replicating. And now, due to public health concern, AmeriCare is authorized to offer our lowest and best price ever, around a dollar a day, but supplies are limited. Purchase nano-colloidal silver now at immunesupportnow.com. That's immunesupportnow.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Supplies are limited. This is Micah Hanks of the Grayling Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. By the way, Gray will join us also on After the Paracast, where he's going to talk about some really, really unusual things that apparently are paranormal-related. I hope I'm not misquoting him, but right now, Randall asked Gray a question in our previous segment. Gray, you had some comments about it? I do. So what you guys are tapping into is exactly what my show, Futuristic Now, is about. What we're doing in this conversation is we're developing a philosophy of technology. We are, we are saying, is technology a tool to make us wealthy individually or is technology a tool to better humanity is technology device that we should use callously or is technology going to be something that we have to be in relationship with and i'll give you a a really direct example of what i'm talking about in the west children when they um, encounter robots typically have a very different relationship than children in the East, and I mean in Japan specifically. Children in Japan have a very almost spiritual relationship with with robots. They would never think to kick them uh, or to push them down or push them in water or whatever, but you, you do see that in the West. Children have a very different relationship here because we in the West have the Terminator uh, narrative <laughs> or battle bots <laughs> or exactly. the, yeah. Bat- battlestar galactica battlestar galactica yeah so 
We have a very different relationship in the West with machines and robots, especially humanoid robots, than they do in Japan and in the East. That is a technological philosophy. And I say that because one of the areas that is starting to emerge is this idea of um, humanoid robots that look very human, that we can interact with. When those machines, through the process of of developing artificial intelligence, and once those machines become semi-conscious or even conscious to a certain degree, and I don't mean human conscious, I mean machine consciousness. If a machine says to you when you're kicking it, that hurts, what does that mean to us? Does that mean that we, we dismiss it because we know it's artificial? Is it artificial? So there are a lot of like really deep philosophical questions that need to be answered, not just as an individual, because you have to answer those for yourself. We have to answer those for ourselves as a culture and as a society. If we can develop a, a philosophy of technology that is based around equality and making sure that we all have what we need, clean water, food, shelter, then we live in that, that future that is, is abundant. But if we, if we continue down this road of you know, dominance, built, seeing more and more people that, that just want to be billionaires through, through the process of technology— I don't think that we're going to see the kind of future that that I want to live in. I mean, in the futurism field, this is the difference between cyberpunk future versus solar punk future. Do you understand what I mean by that? Yeah, I guess it depends on kind of which version or graphic novel you read, but I kind of get the picture. What you've made is a really Really interesting point, one we've discussed on one of our discussion forum topics uh, on the Paracast forum, and that is consciousness itself and what constitutes consciousness. One of the things that we seem to be in agreement on there in this discussion is that intelligence and consciousness are two entirely separate things. There could, in theory, be something that is a thousand times more intelligent than we are. And as you mentioned, can read facial expressions, can tell based on algorithms and statistics and programming and memory what the most likely thing is to happen in a given situation. But that doesn't mean that they have any experience of what it's like to be in that situation or even any awareness like we do of what it's like to be in the world. And this gets into philosophy like David Chalmers, who you've probably heard of, uh, made some interesting commentary uh, with relation to the Matrix, for example. So intelligence and consciousness, two very different things. And we don't know what it is about us that gives us our experience of the world around us, that what we call consciousness. We have a pretty good idea how our intelligence works, but why it should be accompanied by this experience of what it's like is something we have really no idea about. And we don't, we, so we can't jump to the conclusion, in other words, that microchips are going to produce consciousness. Maybe only 
biological brains have that particular ability because they're made out of the only materials that will do that job because they have to be configured in this way that you talked about earlier, where only certain configurations of things in the universe have the kind of results that go along with them. So I think we have to be really careful about equating intelligence with consciousness. I think you're you're absolutely right. And the fact is, really, uh, and this is every philosopher's nightmare, we don't really know the differences between our consciousnesses on this on this uh, broadcast. I mean, I don't really know what it means to be Gene, and I don't really know what it means to be Randall, and you can never know what it really means to be Gray. Well, you don't want to be me, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I always think of it... I always think of that as one reference and then start layering on top of that the animal kingdom, and that takes you in a whole different direction. And then on the other side of it, layer on top of that the fact that even if you were standing in front of a super intelligent artificial uh, machine that had, quote unquote, machine consciousness with feeling or so it says, feelings and emotions and pain and all of that, how would we ever really know whether that machine and what it was reporting was actually the feeling that we have? Transcendence, the movie, exactly exactly, the question that that is asked. Can you prove yourself aware? Interesting question, can you? Well, not just that, not just that, but how would we know that the correlation is one-to-one with what we feel. So when a machine says, I'm feeling pain, what does that mean? What does the machine, is the machine actually feeling something or is it mimicking human consciousness and reproducing a stimuli, right? Exactly. Totally exactly that is that is the point. And there are philosophers. Uh, I, I've been increasingly moving in this direction personally, Mysterianism, mm-hmm. who say that we'll never be able to answer that. And so we're kind of left with this sort of assumption, kind of like in Star Wars. I, I think it's uh, Luke Skywalker. He, you know, he's asked at one point, you know, why he's polite to the androids, because they don't have any feelings that that they they know it and he says well yeah i know that but it it doesn't hurt to be nice anyway because mm-hmm. and i thought that was really important because regardless of whether or not they have consciousness to be decent to even intelligent things even if they aren't necessarily having the experience that we are just builds a better world well what you're describing is is a, re, a reflective um, value system. So, in, in other words, and this is what I was saying about the AI being the reflection of human of humanity in the future. Um, if we become the kind of species that that kicks and brutalizes and rapes machines in the future, it has nothing to do with what they're feeling. It has more to do with what it turns us into. I mean, it turns us into a different kind of a species that is capable of being brutal to a machine that says that it's in pain. And <laughs> yeah, and and here and, we go with uh, uh, Arthur C. Clarke AI, right? The movie where 
Yes, There's exactly. The, the, that and and where they have the the what do they call it in the movie? They have this. Uh, it, it's, it's like a some sort of wrecking, like a demolition derby almost of AI machines. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, you know the the young boy gets caught up in that, and. At one point, you know, when this, when this acid starts to drip a little bit on him, he starts going, please don't burn me. You know, it hurts. It hurts. Yeah, yeah. And that's when people start to go, you know, we don't hear robots pleading for their lives or saying that they're hurt. You won't get hurt if you listen to these announcements. Grace Scott, Gene Steinberg, J. Randall Murphy, you're in the Paracast. for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, the Paracast dot plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out the Paracast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. There's so much hand sanitizer on the market, but beware. Not all hand sanitizers are created equal. That's why you want to use 2020 Safe Hand Sanitizer. You can trust the hand sanitizer on 2020safe.net to be made with the highest quality ingredients. American made with American ingredients employing Americans. Log on now to 2020safe.net and order your one liter today. Normally $29.99, but reduced to $19.99. So hurry while supplies last and receive a bonus. That's right. You'll receive a 30-count bottle of Immune Booster, a $39.95 value free by using code GCN at checkout. Right now, click 2020safe.net. That's 2020safe.net to get our one-liter bottle of high-quality hand sanitizer with your free bonus. A 30-count bottle of Immune Booster valued at $39.95. Remember to enter GCN at checkout. And the bonus is yours free. 2020safe.net. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So Randall is asking a question, making a comment of our guest, Gray Scott. Randall, go ahead, please. Right, Gray. That was really graphically illustrated there, but but it makes your point for you know for us for people who have never seen the movie that is a very powerful scene it is and i, I you, you know his his whole quest in that movie was to find his mother you know this little artificial 
intelligent machine child was his whole being, his whole uh, reason for living was to please his mother and to love his mother. And when she abandons him in the, in the, in the story, he searches throughout eternity or what we see as an eternity in the, in, in the movie to a point where aliens come back and find him frozen. And that I think is the most miraculous part of this, this whole story is that they give him the ultimate gift of having that experience and seeking his mother and finding the love of it, of his mother, a real, he wanted to be a real boy. Right. He was mother. always, uh, he was trying to find the blue fairy because she could make him into a real boy. Mm-hmm. Now it's interesting too, because a lot of, and, and your listeners, uh, cause, cause I know your show, I know your listeners will hear certain phrases and certain key words that are very familiar within the um, paranormal community and within the UFO community. I mean, the word fairy, anybody who studied the extraterrestrial or contact experience knows that, that the fairy folklore has been with us since the beginning of time. And the fact that it shows up in this movie about technology and that a fairy comes or he's, he's seeking out this blue fairy and the way that he gets gifted is by these extraterrestrial beings that come and give him this gift. You know, here's the thing with technologists, really good futurists. And I know this sounds really strange, but very good futurists and very good philosophers tend to finally, and sometimes it's at the end of their lives or at the end of their work, come to this conclusion that there is an underlying narrative that has been going on under the surface since the beginning of time and the extraterrestrial UFO contactee, that whole thing is part of this narrative. I don't claim to know exactly what that is, but I've researched and read everything I could get my hands on when it comes to the extraterrestrial contactee experience. And I can tell you that there are things that the researchers in that field are missing because they're not studying technology. I've just been making notes over the last, let's say, seven or eight years, things that are, that are so intertwined with the development of technology and that subject. It's really fascinating. I mean, a lot of science fiction writers, they're not just prescient. You know, they're, they're not just thinking like futurists, it seems that they are getting information or that they have some sort of key to information that you find over and over and over and over again in the contactee experience. I think that's really fascinating. And that always made me feel like either these beings are from the future and being around them opens that awareness or they are being in their presence because they are from somewhere else and they are probably there's a you guys know this too there is a theory that these are machines that people are are coming in contact with i think it's fascinating that a machine that comes from another let's say galaxy or even solar system a machine might show up here and and be so interested in us not for our genetic material although that's a part of of that world and that narrative, 
they might be interested in our emotional self, our consciousness, because they have no access to it. If you understand what I'm saying, I I think you're absolutely right. I think that you're onto something. I I mean, yeah, we've been saying this for a while now on the on the show that their theatrical nature. People have made the point, look, they don't have to interact with us in the way that they do. If they wanted just strict information, they could do it without us really knowing. So what kind of information are they getting through this interaction? And it it is exactly like you're saying, Gray. It's our behavior, but it's driven not by what we might think is pure logical reasoning, robotic motivation there, there's something else there and i and maybe they don't know what that is maybe they're like we were saying earlier these really hyper intelligent beings but they have no idea what it's like to feel the wind blow across their skin or something like that they they, they might have all of the everything else that's necessary to measure that there is a wind blowing but just not get it because mm-hmm. they that they don't experience it so but they know that there's this extra thing that's going on. And that's why they study us. You know, everything that I've read, I, I, it just keeps coming up over and over and over again, that people are shown horrifying experiences, really frightening visions, and things like the world blowing up, their children dying. And it seems that if these things are machines, let's say, let's just go on that theory that these, these beings are machines, with no access to emotion. They have no idea what it is, but they're trying to develop that. They're trying to coax that out of us. That's exactly what's going on with AI right now. And I don't know if your listeners understand that, but that is what the AI researchers are trying to do. They are trying to imbue emotion into the machine world. They're trying to teach these machines how to feel and how to be conscious. And so if these beings happen to be mechanical or, let's say, super advanced artificial intelligence that arrived here on this planet, they may not have any idea what an emotion actually feels like. And we might be this rich garden full of nutrient for them. Their nutrient, our nutrient, is emotion. And they are just gardening that. They're just pulling that out of us. So, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of Whitley Strieber's work. I've read everything that he's produced. I've, I've listened to his hypnosis tapes. I've listened to everything that he's produced. And I can tell you that, that he's on to it. I mean, he is, I don't think he has the answer to what they are or where they're from, but he is definitely on the right track when it comes to what they are trying to do. Well, the whole community, like, right? It says his, right, right back to the beginning, it's, it's he was saying it's communion. It's to find a connection between them and us. That yeah. per- connection that we're talking about seems to be the nexus that everything else revolves around. But personally, I think Whitley's got a lot of docufiction going on. And, and But, uh, you know, all of that aside, I think he's a very interesting character. I think he's a I, – I see him as um, a philosopher. And – he was a. He, you have to remember that this man was a um, a brilliant writer before right. this ever happened. Yeah. This he's a writer happened. and a storyteller. Uh, exactly. And, and so that's just his motive of uh, communicating. 
which is I maybe why true. it comes yeah. across to me is as you know maybe you know kind of story like I, I i i can see the concepts and i, I can see where what he's getting at and it, there may might be something to it but i i really do take a lot of what he has to do personally just for our listeners with a fairly large grain of salt so <laughs> well i mean you have to take uh, any experience where you are floating into a spaceship you have to take as a meta sometimes as a metaphor because we really even the experiencers don't have a clear picture of what is ha- has actually happened to them they can only report to you what they their impression and what they saw that doesn't mean that it actually happened i mean think about this if i put you in an um in a vr headset and i i sent you to mars or I sent you to a uh, in, into a situation where you've never been before. Before we go to Mars, we've got Gray, Jane, and Randall. You're in the Paracast. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, the Paracast dot plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out the Paracast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Attention business owners body slammed by overwhelming debt. If your business is in trouble, hassled by creditors, if you're frustrated, finally fed up with big business bailouts while your business has been left for dead, Please listen close. There's a brand new Fast Track bankruptcy. Some have even called it the biggest small business bailout in American history. Designed for individuals and their businesses. And look, almost no one knows about this yet. My attorney wasn't even aware of it. The truth is, beating the system has never been easy because it's rigged in a sense against the little guy. But here's the jaw-dropping news nobody's talking about. They've literally just changed the system so that you can beat it. But only if you understand how the new game has to be played. Find out if you qualify at pocketsoflight.com. This government-backed small business repair program is still legal, but may not be renewed after the election. Fight back fairly. Fight back ethically at pocketsoflight.com. Have you ever thought about turning your Glock, XD family, or 1911 handgun into a semi-automatic carbine? It only takes about 30 seconds. The MacTech Carbine Upper is classified as an accessory and can be delivered right to your doorstep with no FFL or background check required. It's the world's most versatile pistol accessory. Build your custom upper today. Simply go to handgunconversion.com. That's handgunconversion.com. 
There's so much hand sanitizer on the market, but beware, not all hand sanitizers are created equal. That's why you want to use 2020 Safe Hand Sanitizer. You can trust the hand sanitizer on 2020safe.net to be made with the highest quality ingredients, American-made with American ingredients, employing Americans. Log on now to 2020safe.net and order your one liter today. Normally $29.99, but reduced to $19.99. So hurry while supplies last and receive a bonus. That's right. You'll receive a 30-count bottle of Immune Booster, a $39.95 value, free, by using code GCN at checkout. Right now, click 2020safe.net. That's 2020safe.net to get our one-liter bottle of high-quality hand sanitizer with your free bonus. A 30-count bottle of Immune Booster valued at $39.95. Remember to enter GCN at checkout. And the bonus is yours, free, 2020safe.net. Do you want to give you and your loved ones premium nutrition right now? Hi, I'm Jamil Bookaboo from TeamGaday.com and the GCN Longevity Health Team. Get your premium nutrition formulated by world-renowned naturopathic doctor, Dr. Joel Wallach at Wholesale, or also become a distributor and earn income while supporting this broadcast. Go to TeamGaday.com via the shopping cart or contact form, and I'll get back to you with support personally. That's TeamGaday.com with Longevity. TeamGaday.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Send us some Mars. Sounds like Total Recall, you know, where you're <laughs> exactly. put on these glasses and you experience a vacation. And never leave your location. Well, I guess what I'm saying here is that you could only report your experience as you experienced it. It doesn't mean that everything that you saw was real. It just means that your sensory input, that you're reporting your sensory input. And I know a lot of people who have had these contactee experiences uh, talk about screen memories. And seeing things turn into other things. Now, to me, when you hear someone tell that kind of story, it's obvious that there is some sort of neurological uh, manipulation happening. And what I mean is, and this is something that's been proven in the laboratory, and it's something that's, that's being developed right now through EEG headsets. We know for certain right now, scientifically, that we can alter what you see and what you hear inside your mind by stimulating certain parts of the brain with electricity. So absolutely, EM Persinger. So yeah, exactly. So God helmet. This, yeah, exactly. So this is not something that is miraculous. This just may be an advanced species that has learned how to do that through whatever form, whether that's you know some sort of like mind manipulation or neurological manipulation or quantum manipulation, who knows? But we're not dealing with something that is outside of the realm of what we could understand. It seems that way when you hear people report their experiences, but every experience that I've read, there is a correlating 
technological advancement that is being worked on right now. I hear exactly what you're saying, and it's a direction that I, myself, as a, sort of an armchair ufologist, so to speak, tends to think that that is the most logical direction to take. Just before the show started, well, we were just chatting briefly about some of the experiences that people have when they come into contact with a UFO or have a UFO experience, that sort of Oz factor mm. where everything suddenly kind of goes quiet. And, and you made a really interesting point. Uh, tell our listeners about that. Yeah, so I was talking about the new Apple earbuds. The first time that I put the Apple earbuds into my ears, there's a moment right before they go completely into your ear where the uh, sound canceling waves, the sound waves, completely block out all of the sound around you. And it's it's as if you've stepped into a vacuum. You can It's kind of fun to play with it if you pull them in and out of your ear. You can be in a room that has a washing machine going, and when you put that in, it, it, it's as if all of the sound has suddenly been sucked out of the room. I was saying to you that most people who have an, a face-to-face experience, a close encounter with uh, a UFO, report that there's this silence, that, that the crickets, the wind, that there is no sound in that moment. And I, I just thought to myself, the first time I put the earbuds in, I thought, this is a sound-canceling technology that these machines are using. Now, I'm not saying that that is what it is. I'm just saying that there is that correlation there and that we are not that far behind these things that people are experiencing. You know, we we tend to think that any sort of organism that can cross from one star to another would have to be billions of times uh, or billions of years ahead of us evolutionarily. That's not the case. I mean, look what we have done in 200 years. I mean, we went from riding on horses to SpaceX. We went from the printing press to digital tablets and smartwatches. So, you know, this thing happens fast. I mean, that's exponential change in technology. You said earlier that you thought, well, maybe it happens fast and maybe it doesn't. There are some technologies that come in that that come in um, in waves. You'll get uh, innovation will happen, a wave will happen, and then if the if the market doesn't pick it up, it sort of goes back to the laboratory, or it goes back to to the into the warehouse and people sit on it, and then sometimes it comes back after that. But some of these technologies take off. The screen technology, what I mean by screen is like flat screen technology, iPhones, laptops, you know, smartwatches. That, t- that technology took off. And so now, within 20 years, we went from a flat screen TV that was like, let's say, 10 or 15 inches deep to something that you can roll up because now we have micro OLED screens that you can literally f- bend and fold and roll up. And well, this brings us to another aspect of uh, ufology or UFOs that if which is that of active camouflage. And we've talked about this a number of times on the show. But I mean, we're developing this now. So Mm -hmm. if if you've got some kind of a craft that's got this 
kind of technology perfected and can blend itself in so that it doesn't it, it's not visible to you because it blends in perfectly with the background well if it can do that it can make itself look like almost anything as well it doesn't have to just blend in it could change shape it could it could morph it could dissolve slowly it could appear to be flying off into the distance very quickly all kinds of things so we don't really need to invoke the whole, you know, the mystical, the spiritual, the alternate dimensions, another universe. We don't even have to go there. We can go, yeah, like you are saying, these technologies are almost within our grasp now. If you've got a a, a, a civilization that is even modestly ahead of us by, you know, 50 or 60 years, it, it seems to be all entirely possible that, that we could be looking at well, basically nuts and bolts crafts still. I mean, I know I know that there's the people out there. They want to, you know, that nuts and bolts is an old thing and let's not go there. That's boring. We want to go spiritual, trans-universal, something else. But really, why jump to these other explanations when we've got something more simpler here? And basically based on the kind of technology we can understand if we look at it from that point of view. Well, and the other thing, too, is that a lot of people, when you talk about technology and when you talk about the, um, you know, contactee experience and the, the UFO experiences, they want an all or nothing ex- explanation. Um, they want it to be just scientists coming from another planet to study us in metal craft, or they want it to be it's it's spiritual conscious beings that are manifesting from parallel universes. But I don't think that if you could cross from parallel universe to parallel universe, that you wouldn't go into another parallel universe yourself and say, oh, this technology is really interesting. We can implement that in our other parallel universe. We're looking at the multiverse, parallel universes, and more with Gene, Randall, and Gray are in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. Silverlungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at Silverlungs.com. That's Silverlungs.com. Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. USA Radio News with Dan DeRocky. As states continue to work to enact their coronavirus vaccination plans, President-elect Joe Biden says he intends to release all available vaccines when he gets into office. 
The Trump administration has held back the second doses of the Pfizer vaccine, saying it's necessary to guard against any manufacturing issues. Experts have criticized Biden's plans, saying that it could put timely delivery of those second doses at risk. Dr. Norman Baylor is a former official with the Food and Drug Administration, and he tells CNN that a lack of certainty of how long protection with the first dose lasts could create a problem for those waiting on a second shot. It's risky because you don't know the duration of protection. So you have all you have this population with one dose. You don't know how long that's going to last. So you have to hedge your bet and, and you have to you have to know, do I have vaccine coming? Do I have vaccine? Will I have vaccine available at that 21 days? This is USA Radio News. Twitter has permanently suspended President Trump's account after what they called a risk to further incitement of violence. Congressman Tom McClintock disagrees, saying that allowing corporations to be gatekeepers of speech is dangerous. The California Republican tells Fox News that banning the president could be a step towards the loss of free speech. The reason is because words and thoughts can be countered by better words and thoughts. That's why we have a First Amendment. What we're hearing now is something fundamentally different. is is to set up government or corporate officials to decide what speech is acceptable and what is not. That's a very dangerous power that can quickly become abused. The president did not call on these rioters to break into the Capitol and to impede the Congress's work. He gave a very fiery speech. I thought it showed very poor judgment, but it was no more fiery a speech than what we're hearing from the Democrats now. Freedom of speech. And the moment we begin punishing that or, or censoring that, we've lost our First Amendment and we may never get it back. This is USA Radio News. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Marie D. Jones, the author of This Book is from the Future, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Ah, multiple universes, parallel worlds, the multiverse. Ah. Yeah, I, I mean, I was saying before the break that I don't think it has to be an all or nothing scenario. I don't think that if these encounters are creatures or beings from another parallel universe, why would they not take up the material aspect of our world and bring that back to their world and use it? And vice versa, why wouldn't they communicate with us in this world using our reference? you know, our material reference. So I don't like the idea of making it an all or nothing. I don't think it has to be scientists from another world and metal ships. And I don't think it has to just be 
uh, manifestation of consciousness or spiritual beings from another uh, parallel universe. I think, and we also have to understand that that's not how the universe works. The universe is a cross-pollinating mechanism. You know, stars explode and they create new stars. Planets collide and they create new planets. There's a constant brewing and cross-pollination that's happening in the cosmos. And so I think anything that we encounter is going to also have that aspect to it. So I like the idea that they're probably being influenced from, from wherever their origin is. Here's the other thing to think about. And this is, to me, one of the most important aspects of this. We assume that any being that comes from another planet will have gone through our evolution. That's not the case. If a being is born and if a species is, has emerged over millions of years on a planet with two suns, their DNA is going to be different. Their structure will be different. They may have a 72-hour night and day, which will make their evolution completely different than ours. They may have isotopes on their planet that we don't have on our planet. So we have to be careful to remember that we like to um, turn everything into the human experience. We like to sort of infuse the human experience on everything. It's why we name our dogs. It's why we give our boats names. It's why we give our cars names. You we give your cars about- names. I give my car a name, too, and it doesn't work. But those are <laughs> words that I cannot utter on commercial radio. Well, I also think, too, that we infuse uh, emotion onto these things. Absolutely. I, I think we map what we tend to say here is that the phenomena tends to mirror the worldview of the experiencer. And so there, there's this, whatever it is that the person that comes into contact with it happens to think about them, it tends to, to feed into that or feed from it. I think it's a reflection. Let's put it this way. An advanced artificial intelligent machine that may come to this planet that's, that's, let's say, even 500 years more advanced than we are, that machine would probably want to mimic you first, because that's what, that's what we do. We are mimicking machines. That's how we learn to be human. There is a theory of mind. This has been proven in, in rats, but it's not been proven in humans, although we do think that it, it is true that there are these things called mirror neurons inside the brain, and that that is the way that we learn. We have these mirror neurons that mimic what we see. It's how we learn to talk. It's how we learn to, to behave in a social situation. It's how, it's why social media can even exist, because people mimic what they see. And so if you were an advanced uh, artificial intelligent machine that came to this planet and had no idea what, what emotion was, because you've never experienced it, because you, you don't have that evolutionary history, the first thing that you would probably do is to mimic what the person in front of you or the being in front of you is projecting. And if that machine can read your mind, it's going to project what it's feeling and seeing or what it's experiencing. So if you're in a state of shock or fear, it's going to be fearful. It's going to present fearfully. It's going to present shocking sort of experience. There are Lots of case studies that I have read, contactee experiences, 
where when the person let's and this is let's say someone who experiences uh contact over and over and over again there is a, a space that they get to where they're not as afraid and suddenly the beings change either their appearance changes to a less frightening appearance or their behavior becomes more I guess what I'm saying is that the behavior becomes more about communication instead of just using the person. Um, just, just generally more agreeable. I think so. And I think that's what would happen if you came in contact with a machine that didn't understand emotion. I think the first thing it would do is try to mimic what it saw because it was trying to understand you. And it was trying to onboard human emotion. It's trying to, un- it's trying to take on and learn well, that's, isn't that what's happening right now when you look at the kind of way that the algorithms are used by the major, say, search engines and advertising agencies? They're taking in all of this behavior, keywords, things that you type, uh, URLs, so putting, them, putting it all together to create a profile of not simply you as a biological creature or your DNA, but your behavior. Mm-hmm. and. And if they can predict your behavior, then they can better determine what kind of advertising to put in front of you. So, <laughs> you know, it's it's really kind of the same idea it's developing now. And I mean, what it, it's to the point where I'm not sure that we're going to be able to resist it because it's so integrated with society. And big business is going to continue to use it because it gives them a distinct advantage. And at some point, and this is uh, the, the idea that Kristen Croma brought to the sh- to the show, the the bureaucrats and the board members and the human side of the uh, corporations are going to be way too slow at making decisions compared to a company that puts it in the hands of an AI. That knows what's going on. Those AIs can communicate instantly. They're super intelligent, and they're just going to—they're going to sink your company if you just put people in control of the ship instead of the AI. You—you you won't have a chance. And if that becomes the case, then we're going to have a society that influences people on a level that we don't really understand or have much control left over other than to pull the plug and then what happens i mean i don't even think we can do that now we're beyond the point where we're pulling the plug is even an option i don't think it was ever an option and this is what i mean about uh, nature being technological um we have always been the passenger in this technological algorithm that is unfolding that has been unfolding since the very beginning of time we have been the passenger i I always say that we are the dream inside the machine and i you know you can unpack that however you want but but it's an instinctive um understanding of where we're headed in the far future i i think that that no matter where in the universe you look i think the end game is is biotechnological beings or fully technological beings. In other words, 
the end of this story, the human story, is 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 technological. We well, we are merging with our machines, whether you like it or not. And I don't want to say this and be very very clear because I get a lot of pushback from from this. You have to remember that futurists are not advocates. They are telling you what they're they're finding. Ah, uh, am I going to become a cyborg? We've got more to come with Gray, Gene, and Randall. You're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream, a dream that turns out to be a nightmare because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Do you want to give you and your loved ones premium nutrition right now? Hi, I'm Jamel Bookaboo from TeamGaday.com and the GCN Longevity Health Team. Get your premium nutrition formulated by world-renowned naturopathic doctor, Dr. Joel Wallach at Wholesale, or also become a distributor and earn income while supporting this broadcast. Go to TeamGaday.com via the shopping cart or contact form, and I'll get back to you with support personally. That's TeamGaday.com with longevity. TeamGaday.com. You've seen crazy diets to lose weight. At GCN Team, our healthy body weight loss system simply neutrifies the body, bringing down cravings. It has been proven that nutritional deficiencies drive appetite for carbs, sugars, and fats. Lose weight the easy way. Find us at GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Fighting cravings is a fool's game. Give the body what it needs to be satisfied. Again, 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Introducing Reveal from GCNLife.com. Beverly Hills dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman invented Reveal, which contains polypeptides with natural botanicals and no parabens, sulfates, silicones, or dyes for a salon-quality hair growth product, Reveal. Here's Dr. Newman. I have treated a lot of patients who lose their hair and they lose their confidence. We've created a unique set of polypeptides, which we call HPT6. The HPT6 contains the polypeptides from six different plants. The scalp infusion treatment should be used on wet or dry scalp. The Reveal Hair Care System is designed to be used for men and women alike. Get Reveal at GCNLife.com with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So try Reveal today at GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Plus a discount up to 25% off for Reveal at GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. 
Now with orders to stay at home, public health concerns, the reality of illness due to pathogens and viruses, your health is at an all-time high risk. That's why it's critical to take a proactive approach to boost your immune system. You can with new nano-colloidal silver from AmeriCare. Our patented process with tiny silver particles, one one-hundredth the size of a red blood cell, allows for maximum body absorption. AmeriCare's nano-colloidal silver effectively disinfects your body internally, attacking pathogens and viruses while supercharging your immune system. Colloidal silver is antibacterial and antiviral. Simply put, it prohibits bacterial respiration, suffocating viral cells, preventing the virus from replicating. And now, due to public health concern, AmeriCare is authorized to offer our lowest and best price ever, around a dollar a day. But supplies are limited. Purchase nano-colloidal silver now at immunesupportnow.com. That's immunesupportnow.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Supplies are limited. So as we look at artificial intelligence and adding more and more technology, the ultimate goal is that we'll all be cyborgs, Gray? Well, before the break, what I was saying was that to be very clear for your listeners, futurists are often blamed or they're people get angry at futurists for telling them what, what they're finding in their research. I don't advocate for some of the things that I'm telling people, some of the things I'm actually fearful of myself, but I have to tell people what I'm finding and what I'm seeing, and I have to give them my honest forecast for what's, what's coming. I've come to the conclusion that for whatever reason, and maybe this is because what I said earlier, that, that nature is technological, and that we have been writing as the passenger this whole time and this, this algorithm that's unfolding. I'll say it this way to, to prove this to your, to your listeners. Your listeners right now are listening to voices, mine, Jean's, Randall's. You're listening to a digitized and simulated version of our voice. And that voice is going directly into your neural network and being metabolized. Think of it that way. So right now you are feeding, your ears are literally feeding on a digital voice, a simulation, a simulacrum of a human voice that is being metabolized by the human brain. Just that alone should make you understand how far we've come. And those voices have traveled through the air wirelessly to get inside of the neural network and, and thousands and thousands of brains. So just that alone should should make people stop and think how technology is literally being absorbed into their bodies and minds down to the cellular level, down to the neurological level. So this is not something that we could separate ourselves from even if we wanted to. And I say that you know I say in my podcast this is a cosmic system that may be natural, even though we see it as unnatural. And I do think that the end game is not cyborg. I actually think the end game is what I call the digital black hole, which is the ultimate ending to the story is us uploading or becoming sort of digitized uh, consciousness that gets 
quantified into a system that can be crunched down so far and so miniaturized that it moves into a black hole state. Now, this is this is the part where it goes into the matrix and sort of can blow your mind. The moment that we reach that digital black hole state may be the next big bang. And then the system starts again. So it may be that we're just in this recursive, long story that's unfolding that comes into being through a previous incarnation of consciousness. It gets crunched and so and miniaturized down to a state of being into a black hole and so dense uh, that it causes a big bang. And this story starts again. Well, this is quite fascinating because I know there's going to be people out there, especially the more skeptical minded, who are going to say, look, you know, this sounds like mysticism. Uh, really, what evidence do we have for any of that? And so on. But we also had another guest on, David Halpern, and he talked about looking at the phenomenon from a collective consciousness perspective. And I I don't think it hurts to be able to open your mind enough to look at the descriptions that people have or the ideas that they have as an analogy or a way of looking at how it might be described and not necessarily to take it so literally. In other, in other words, you know, we, we hear the idea of the singularity when in connection with consciousness, and that's the merging of the human mind and machine. You're saying, well, if you've got a singularity, that's a lot like a black hole. And if you, uh, if, if it becomes so dense, then, well, what might happen out of that? And then you've got people who are saying, well, perhaps the universe is a simulation. And if we've got enough intelligent, smart people or brain power, enough processing and awareness to be able to create another simulation, then is that not exactly the same thing as you're talking about? Really? And there are serious philosophers and serious scientists who are taking this very seriously now. So you can look at it all from that perspective. Yes. If a, I mean, if one civilization is a some sort of a simulation or matrix, then the chance that we are in that is much greater than if we are in the original universe. Mm-hmm. Well, the reason I came to this conclusion about the the end game being a, a digital black hole or, or a quantified sort of black hole is um, the transcension hypothesis from John Smart, who's a futurist, uh, actually someone I've, I've met and talked to. He His idea of the transcension hypothesis is that at a certain level, things become miniaturized down to a state that just crunches down downward so far that eventually we may not even be able to recognize it or see it. Now, I, I, I'm, I'm going to lay this out quickly um, in a scientific and technological way so that I can prove what I'm saying. Um, in 1960 and 1965, if you were to have gone to any university that had uh, the first computer – you would have seen that it took up an entire floor of a university uh, campus. And today, 
we can fit that same computer on a grain of salt. This is what we have right now. We can actually create computers that are the size of a grain of salt. Yeah, that blows my mind, really. It does. So, I mean, I don't think people really appreciate exactly what's going on with that, but yet continue. So what I'm saying is, is that it, the trend seems to be, as we move towards the future, miniaturization, uh, compression, that seems to be where things are moving in the future. And, and that's just on the, the technological, physical, hardware level. Um, we are, every time that we upload uh, a picture on Instagram, every time we make a confession on Facebook, we are slowly, even though we don't realize it, we are in the process of, of an evolutionarily um, dense process of putting in our pieces of our consciousness now i'm not saying that 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 will be us that is for the spiritualists to debate whether you know can there only be one gray scott as a consciousness can i be bilocated can i be in more than one place if i create a digital version of myself we can debate that but the fact is and this cannot be denied that we are miniaturizing Everything, everything is getting smaller and more con- more condensed and faster when we talk about technology. So it only makes sense that as we progress as a species, and, and let's say a thousand years from now, let's not even say 50, let's say a thousand years from now, we could compress the entire human population, the consciousness could be uploaded and compressed into something that could fit on your on your iPhone. Think about that. that 12- okay, but, but now we're back to the idea that intelligence and information is not the same as consciousness. Con- that iPhone may have no idea what it's like to be an iPhone, right? It doesn't matter how smart it is or how many processors it's got. Well, right? inside so, so, of- you know, like the words that I type on a keyboard that go into the Internet mm-hmm. d- don't mean anything to the internet right it's itself it's just a bunch of wires and stuff or maybe it does there's people that say well everything has a consciousness i don't really buy that i think consciousness is something that can only come about by the certain configuration of certain materials in the right order just like for example an electromagnet you can you could take a a core of something like wood and wrap it with fishing line but it would never work. It might look identical to one with an iron core and copper wire, right? But it'll never work. So uh, to get the phenomena of consciousness, I think it's more than simple data. It's more than simple chips. It's more than processing, and it's more than information. Well, okay, this is starting an entirely fascinating discussion. I'm going to add one thing to that before Gray picks up on it. We've got Gray Scott with Gene Steinberg, Jay Randall, Jay Randall Murphy. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. 
A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Attention real estate investors. Do you need cash immediately? If you own one or multiple rental properties, you can use your equity to get cash out fast. The best part is we don't need tax returns or even a good credit score. At America's Loan Source, we are not a bank and we don't have bank rules. We make the decisions to loan you money and there's no limit how much we can give you. Some clients have gotten as much as $500,000 or more within days. Use the money any way you you want if you own one rental property or a hundred and COVID has left you in a cash crunch we can help you turn your equity into fast cash call now for details and close in as little as 10 days and get the cash you need 800-507-6553 800-507-6553 that's 800-507-6553 Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Okay, if we're going to argue about what consciousness is, does it survive the physical death of the body? Is consciousness infinite? It's always there, and we're just temporarily using these vessels, obviously very imperfect ones. Well, I'm a huge fan of Alan Watts, who was a philosopher in the late 60s and 70s, um, as well as Terrence McKenna. I, I love both of them. And Alan Watts was a huge fan of the idea that there is no end or beginning of consciousness, that there is just an on-off uh, wave. So what we think of as the on, you know, the experience that we're having right now as the on experience, that the off experience is, first of all, important because you, you have to have the off to have an on. Think about that. You would have no idea what experience or consciousness was if there wasn't an off period. So it may be that we just go through these wave cycles of being conscious and then being unconscious and then being conscious because you, you have to have that. You have to have before life experience and after life experience to have the life experience. You can't have that on experience without those. And the universe seems to operate in a lot of ways. The, the wave seems to be a very common factor within the universe 
think about, you know, voices, think about sound, you know, everything seems to be tied to this wave system. So why wouldn't we, why wouldn't consciousness have that same sort of wave system? Now that's what he thinks or thought. And it's a beautiful way of thinking of it. You know, he was a philosopher. Okay. Let's have a, I'd like to, uh, uh, this is such an awesome discussion. I just absolutely love it. Let's go back just a little bit before that and finish up with the um, talk we were having about the idea that, the more sophisticated we get with technology, the closer we have to creating essentially a new universe and the idea of miniaturization and processing power uh, getting smaller and smaller. Well, if we have a look at that, one of the things that scientists are doing right now, they're doing universe modeling. They're doing galaxy formation modeling using supercomputers. And the more processing power they can get to do that, the more fine-grained they can get in their models. And so what you're saying, if we put it in that context, once we have sufficient processing power to be able to produce a fine-grained enough simulation, how do we know that that's not legitimately an actual other universe? There is your black hole right there. We're actually well, trying to do that right now. Well, we're not trying. We're actually, we are doing it. This is a very simple um, technology that already exists. Uh, there, there was a video game called uh, No Man's Sky. And No Man's Sky was a procedurally generated video game, meaning that the computer was generating as you were playing. So it had all these parameters and it had procedural uh, possibilities, quote unquote, where it could come up with an infinite number of planets and it could come up with an infinite number of, of formations of, of life, animals, spaceships. So you could, you could just continue playing this game forever. And it didn't need a lot of processing power because it was only procedurally generating while you were in the space that you were in. So in other words, once you turned left, and looked at another planet, the planet that you're on didn't exist anymore, procedurally or <laughs> computationally. This so fabulous. So I went I spoke at the London Business School a couple of year a couple of years ago. I wrote a chapter in a book called The Future of Business. And the London Business School had become and I was speaking about this idea on stage of procedurally generating uh, the simulation in the future. Um what I keep saying to people is because people, you know, scientists and, and technologists sometimes will say, well, you're going to need an earth size computer to generate anything that gets even close to uh, real life, you know, simulating something that looks and feels like real life. Well, that's not true. It's absolutely not true. We are almost there. Now, if you look at a modern video game right now, high def, um, super realistic video game, obviously you, you can tell it's a video game now. But think how far we've come since the 80s, Pac-Man, versus what we have now. Since the 80s, I mean, we're, we're, yeah. we're, that's moving super fast. But, but here, let me make this point real quick. So if you, were, if you were able to get a computer to simulate a reality that was indistinguishable from the reality that we're experiencing right now, you could do that with a, with a let's just even say, quantum computer. You could do that with a reasonably sized computer, 
if everything was procedurally generated so that the only thing that needed to be made was only what you were experiencing and seeing within your frame of view. Think about this. Oh, I get exactly I get exactly what you're saying. <laughs> and it is quite mind blowing. But there is no way to tell that that's not the case right now, is it? Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying that, you know, we say, well, this can't be a simulation. Well, in fact, it can be because we already have the technology now to create VR that is, I would say, 70 percent believable. Um, I think we're probably 15 to 20 years from indistinguishable. That's that's my prediction that within 15 to 20 years, you're going to put on a VR headset and you will not be able to tell that it's not real. Literally not be able to tell. And the only way we're going to do that is if it's procedurally generated where, you know, I don't, you don't need to process the micro world unless I'm looking under a microscope to see the micro world. Then you process that. The computer processes that information. You don't need to process Mars until we look at Mars. And this is something that Alan Watts touched on, although he didn't understand this because he died way before a lot of these technologies were invented. But he, see, a lot of times, this is what I'm saying about futurists and about philosophers. There is an underlying narrative, an underlying truth that most people come to eventually. And I think that's the edge of the simulation that we are bumping up against when we talk that way. That's the scaffolding of the simulation that we're just starting to put our hands on. And I do think that if you're sitting in your room right now and you look out the window, what you can see from your vantage point, that needs to be that that is all that needs to be produced by the machine. Well, you don't get to know what's down the road. So this is really interesting then back to Gene's uh, topic that we got into then with life after death then uh if we look at it from this point of view and and i'm not sure that i'm convinced that this is the way we ought to look at it but if we go with that model then if everything that we're experiencing is a projection created by the machine then the world around us including our everything that we consider to be the material world that we live in Mm-hmm. is could hypothetically be replaced by this other hypothetical afterlife world thereby facilitating what we would think of as life after death i mean when people say that it's it's this mysterious place i mean if you follow the 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 if you follow the philosophy that we're we're laying out for people right now you're just respawning. You're just because that's a thing that happens in games. Every time you die in a game, you just re, your character respawns. Right, um, but I mean, we, we wouldn't even be necessarily have to respawn into another game. All that would happen would be our external world would simply change. Right, well, everything that the, we're familiar with now that we think it, the world is made of, if that's if that can change into anything, our consciousness doesn't have to die and come back. It just needs everything around it to switch to a new paradigm, a new universe. Let's well, talk about another universe soon with Gene Randall and Gray. You're in the Paracast. Yeah. 
Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. The last year was a brutal wake-up call. It proved why you should always prepare far in advance for any emergency life throws at you. This year, the smartest move is to stockpile long-lasting emergency food. Food that lasts up to 25 years in storage, ready to eat the moment you need it. Listen, failure to plan means planning for failure. Why wait for another crisis when you can easily and affordably have a three-month, six-month, even one-year supply of food on hand? We're My Patriot Supply, the nation's leader in emergency preparedness. We've served millions of customers for over a decade with tens of thousands of five-star reviews. Our mission is your survival. So try our foods. They're delicious and provide 2,000 calories a day. Plus, our food kits will arrive discreetly at your doorstep in as little as two days. Visit MyPatriotSupply.com and feast your eyes on the food that could save your life someday. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. 1-855-79-YOUNG. Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. 
We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. I wonder, Grace Scott, if we took a vote, how many people would say, you know what? I would, if I had the opportunity, give up this universe and start somewhere else and see if it's any better. In the last couple of days, I think a lot of people would say <laughs> they oh, want to leave this, this universe. But, uh, you know, we've, look, we, we've got whatever this reality is, whether this is truly the original reality or whether this is some sort of simulation, I have always said it doesn't matter. You know, people want to get really upset when when people talk about the simulation because they 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 want this to be the real world because it's important to them that this is the only reality. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if this is a simulation. All that really matters is how you feel here, how you make people feel here. That's what matters. The reality of this is irrelevant because, first of all, we're never going to know. I can guarantee you right now, we're never going to know. We can speculate, but if we are digital, let's just take this for example. If we are digitized conscious beings without a body that reside in a simulated world, we're never escaping that unless unless the simulators who created us want us to. So the people who think they can figure that out, that, that's just never going to happen. We can speculate, but I don't think that we're ever going to figure that out unless the simulators want us to. Because guess what? Well, okay. They can right. change the code. Right. Okay. But that doesn't mean it doesn't matter, right? Like I, one of the things that – well, if we go back to the movie The Matrix, mm-hmm. that movie really graphically portrays why it does matter. Because there are those who are in the simulated world, and then there is the world of the real. So knowing the truth about their true situation makes a difference, a really big difference. I think most people would prefer to know the truth of their situation than to simply live in an illusion. Unless you're Cypher, in which case he wanted to be reinserted back into the Matrix and become someone important, like an actor. <laughs> like Reagan. Did you catch that? <laughs> he, you know he was Ronald Reagan. Oh, uh, the same actor? So I, I didn't catch this until I watched The Matrix for like the like 40th time. Okay. He says, you know, his name is Reagan. He says, I want to be somebody important, somebody powerful, maybe an actor. Yeah. And then Mr. Smith says, okay, Mr. Reagan. Oh. Because, you know, Ronald Reagan was an actor. <laughs> oh, my God. I've watched it like 50 times and never grabbed, never caught that. That is, yeah. that, that is awesome. Yeah. So, but, but here, but, no, no, let me, let me clarify one second. This is something that if people uh, go back and, <laughs> and read my work, they'll, they'll, they'll catch this. Um, the Matrix is a biological base theory of the simulation. There's, there's several different sim- simulation theories. The Matrix is based on the fact that you have an original biological body somewhere and that there is a, a program running on top of that bio substrate. Do you understand? So Neo has a physical body and then there's a, a system running on his, on his brain. 
Right. When I'm saying this, the simulation, I, I, I should have clarified this because whenever I talk about simulation, I forget to clarify that my theory of the simulation is that there is no original biological body. And that's why I say that the system seems to be computational. We may be in a system where there is no biological original body, that we have always been, that this thing that we call us, this consciousness that we call us, has always been a digital substrate. We're, we're like the people who already are programmed within the matrix that already live there, is what you're yeah. saying. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Even that is important to know, though. I mean, really, if, if we could figure that out, uh, imagine the practical applications that we might be able to, to make use of because of that. We could, but I also don't think that we would ever be able to understand that. This is, we, we've sort of touched on this a couple times on the show, so we should probably circle back here. Um, we will never know what it's like for digital beings. We, we won't uh, ever understand their experience. They can explain it to us. They can try to communicate it with us, but we will never truly know what it's like to be a digital being from their point of view. And they will never know what it's like to be human. That crossover can never happen because from the ground up, those beings were, were built in, in the digital substrate. So what I'm saying is, is that, you know, the matrix infused biology into the theory that may not be the way this is unfolded. It may be that the original Big Bang was a computational event, that suddenly what we think of as the human form and the material body is literally the ultimate illusion, that there is no human biological form, that we, are, we get that perception because we are inside of a system that makes us think that. It's not that, maybe I should rephrase, maybe it's not that it's not important. I don't think it's relevant to have positive experience, whether this is a simulation or not. You should be trying to live your best experience. You should be trying to be the best person you can be, whether you are in a simulation or not. It doesn't make you any less responsible for how people, how you treat people or how people treat you. Okay. Oh, yeah, sure. That, that's perfectly fair. I, I was thinking more along the lines of um, just really practical things. Like, for example, if this is a, a generated construct, as you suggest, and, and I tend to be, I tend to lean in that direction personally. But l let's suppose it is a generated construct where it's got parameters and coordinates for things which seem to be the case we yeah. talk about the geometry of the universe there's, there seems to be dimension and there seems to be an element of time now if it's a generated construct then that implies that there is some kind of generator some sort of mechanism or means by which all of this exists now this is the mystery of existence but let's suppose it is something like a vastly powerful supercomputer of some kind whether it's the original or not if we're even if we're in another universe or some sub-universe like you say that doesn't really really matter it's still real to us but if we know that that's the case and we can have some access to how that system works 
we might be able to do something like, for example, dial in the coordinates of a distant star system. And instead of thinking that we have to travel all of this illusory distance to get there over so much time, instantly go from point A to point B, because from the point of view of the system outside, there is no distance, right? And if we... It's so funny. It's so funny that you say there is no distance, uh, because... I had an experience. I, I actually went to Peru uh, in 2012, I think, or 11, of some, uh, like 11 or 12, 2011 or 12. Let's talk about that trip. Our next segment with Gray and Gene and Randall, you're in. The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions, silverlungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs Generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs Generator and Lung Delivery System at silverlungs.com. That's silverlungs.com. USA Radio News with Dan Naraki. House Democrats say they will bring an article of impeachment against President Trump to the floor of the House of Representatives as soon as Monday. The article being circulated accused the president of fomenting the unrest that led to Wednesday's breach of the Capitol building. More than 180 representatives, all of them Democrats, have signed on in support. Senator Pat Toomey doesn't see a reason to proceed with the impeachment process. The Pennsylvania Republican tells Fox News that while he thinks the president's behavior warrants the effort, an impeachment wouldn't be prudent. I have to say I do think the president's behavior um, this week does disqualify him from serving. But we've got 10 days left, 11 days left. He's not going to be serving after that time. We'll have a new president. I don't know whether logistically it's actually even really possible or practical, and I'm not sure it's desirable to attempt to force him out, what, a day or two or three prior to the day on which he's going to be finished anyway. This is USA Radio News. As Democrats are circulating draft articles of impeachment, and three of them say they will introduce them on the House floor as early as Monday, one senator is calling on President-elect Joe Biden to call off those efforts. USA Radio News' Mike Fortier has the story. House Democrats preparing to bring articles of impeachment against President Trump. They accuse Trump of inciting insurrection ahead of Wednesday's violence at the Capitol. Republican Senator Lindsey Graham on Fox News with the plea to President-elect Biden. Joe Biden said, it's up to Congress regarding impeachment. No, President-elect Biden, it's up to you. Pick up the phone, call Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and the squad and tell them, stand down. This will destroy the country even further. You have the power to do that. The question is, do you have the courage to do it? Graham says we have a chance as a nation to start over. House Democrats are also considering removing Trump through the 25th Amendment. And the head of Britain's royal family has been vaccinated against COVID-19. 94-year-old Queen Elizabeth and her 99-year-old husband, Prince Philip, received their coronavirus vaccine on Saturday, according to Buckingham Palace. 
This is USA Radio News. These are the sounds of someone taking their eyes off the road. Texting while driving is more than distracting. It's dangerous. Do yourself a favor. Do us all a favor. When you're on the road, stay off the phone. A message from CTIA. Hi, this is James Fox. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. You see, Randall is slowly becoming a cyborg. He is being taken over. He'll be right back. I understand cyborgs have to have Austrian accents, okay? That's it. They, they can't speak in normal English. It's like with Wonder Woman. She had this accent. And the reason she did is she can't speak with an American accent. She's Israeli. So every actor on that show from the island in which she lived had to have the same accent. I'm serious. Paradise Island. Yeah, I'm there. You were just talking about an experience you had in Peru that had to do with time and distance. So I went to work with a shaman in Peru in 2011 or 12. And I actually had uh, three ceremonies with ayahuasca. And to say that there was a before, Gray Scott before ayahuasca, and there was a Gray Scott after. It was that dramatic. It is literally what made me leave, because I used to be a photographer in New York City. That was the reason I left, part of the reason I left that that field and became a futurist was because of this experience. Um, I had incredible quote-unquote downloads i had incredible cosmic experiences one of them being where i walked out into the middle of the, the compound that we were on in the middle of the night it was like 2 30 in the morning and i had the most clear vision of the milky way that i've ever seen and i said in my mind you know because i looked up at this beautiful star system above my head and i said what are you and there was a, this immediate sort of flash where every star in the Milky Way sort of flashed at me, and there was this download, and the first thing that I heard, I, not like a voice, but it was just a knowing, it said, I am you. You're looking in. You're not looking out. And I have never been the same since. It is literally why one of my most famous quotes is, the future is a portal inward, that what we, what we will find there will be ancient and computational. And, you know, a hundred years from now, if, if, you know, we're still here, that is the quote that people will remember me by. I don't, I don't know why, and I can't tell you exactly why yet. I just, there's, there's a, there's something in me that knows that, like I know myself. Well, um, it's it's very parallel to what 
Carl Sagan said about humanity and us being star stuff, mm-hmm. that we are the universe trying to understand itself and look exactly. Back. You know, so this uh, uh, this is you know very intelligent people, people with insight and vision, who think about these kinds of things. These are the kinds of insights that they have. And maybe that's why the rest of the world that doesn't tend to think of them on a daily basis because there's, you know, so very busy with things like the pandemic and insurrection at the White House and, you know, just putting food on their table and, and worrying about paying their mortgage and, you know, make sh- making sure their kids have clothes and food. I mean, you know, it's a luxury for us to have time to contemplate this stuff. And... But most people just don't have the time, so they look. So it helps the world. I think it's kind of a public service, in a way, for people who who do have the luxury to contemplate these things to be able to bring it out to the public. I think it's a luxury, but I will also say that in my experience, um, and from all of the reading that I've done from all of the futurists and all of the philosophers throughout history, that I've been able to to. You know, the, the, the readings that I've been able to do, um, the underlying theme seems to be now. And I don't know. I don't know what the mechanism of this is. And it, it does sound myst- it sounds mystical, but I will tell you that it has worked for me. Um, when you expand your consciousness, things start to arrive. Things start to show up. And I'm not talking about the secret. I'm not talking about I, this is this I is, wish you had me worried there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this is much more this is much more tangible. And I and I think I understand part of the mechanism I think I understand. We know more about the brain than we ever have throughout our history uh, on this planet right now. We know how neural networks metabolize information. We know what parts of the brains control every aspect of our lives. When you focus on something new, when you meet someone new, something really magical happens inside of your brain. A cluster of neurons actually starts to grow that represents that experience and that person. So you are constantly, as you expand your consciousness, you are literally changing the structure of your brain. And I think whatever whatever the brain is, because I think the brain is a miraculous, magical tool uh, that we don't necessarily understand yet, um, whatever that mechanism is, the more you, it, seem, it seems to be, the more you expand your consciousness and the more you do think about these things, the more the, the universe expands to meet you. And I don't know why that happens, and there are lots of people that that's their whole thing. There are lots of thought leaders that that's all they focus on is why that mechanism works. And that's not my specialty, but I'm just telling you what I've experienced for my own self. Um, I went from living with a single mother uh, in the South, you know, being extraordinarily poor, to living in New York City being on television and having um, a decent living and a decent lifestyle more than I would ever have ever, ever imagined. And I think it was because I grew up being really interested in the universe, being really interested in um, consciousness and expansion of mind. And it just, I think when you, when you, when you open your neural network 
up that way, the universe tends to just... And this may be that you're just reframing the simulation. Think of it that way. I mean, maybe if, if maybe the neural network is the code key to the, the simulation so that when you expand that neural network or when you change that neural network, the simulation alters to meet you. Well, it does. I mean, every uh, when you think about it, our own minds, uh, the, our experience of consciousness is generated by our, well, it seems to be, the neuroscience seems to say, well, yeah, our consciousness is a cause, causal uh, effect of the brain. So if we change the brain, it's going to change our consciousness. And then it's not simply an, an upward emergent phenomenon or a downward one. It, it is, it's an a circular. It's a feedback loop. One feeds the other, and it constantly changes, and it's dynamic. I think you're right. Um, I don't think anybody has really figured out the, the core uh, system of this, but there are little pieces emerging all around the planet from different thought leaders and different experts and different laboratories. Everybody has a piece. I don't know that anybody has the whole story right yet. But, you know, right now, I think... Um, we're, we, every step of the way as we move towards the future, we're, we're, as I said, the future is a portal inward. We are, we are going to figure out this magic machine that we call the brain. And when we do, that's when maybe we can break through to the, the, the core system. And maybe, maybe it's us that, that become the, the visitors. Maybe it's us that becomes the new uh, entity that shows up in front of uh, the contactee. Do you understand what I'm saying? I mean, well, yeah, well, that- we're heading in that direction. That's for sure. I mean, it's assuming humanity yeah. survives and uh, whatever, whether it's interstellar travel and what we sort of think of now as kind of old fashioned spaceships, or it's something new, like a, like a Stargate, like we had talked about uh, not long ago here on the show where you could dial in a coordinate and the system that we're in just moves us from one coordinate to another. When that happens, and all we really have to do as a species, I think, is just live and survive long enough to develop it, we will be the aliens visiting other worlds. We've got more to come with Gene Randall and Gray. You're in the Paracast. for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out 
theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. We all have heard about the benefits of fish oils, but what about the presence of heavy metals, PCBs, dioxins, furans, and other contaminants found in fatty tissues of fish? GCNteam.com recognizes this risk and offers IFOS certified tested omega-3 fatty acids, EPA, DHA, Insist on IFOS Omega-3 Fatty Acid Certification. Get the best at GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. Bags under the eyes, crow's feet, fine lines and wrinkles are things adults complain about as they age. Now there's Instantly Ageless. It works in minutes and is great for men and women. Here's a clip from the Rachel Ray Show testing the results of Instantly Ageless. Board certified dermatologist, Dr. Whitney Bow. If you're looking to try to turn back the clock on a budget, you know, in the privacy of your own home, but actually there's some recent technologies emerging, almost like changes the behavior of the skin right. while it sits on the skin. She went off to try a product called instantly ageless yeah instantly you could see a difference even the cameraman were like wow look at the difference yeah I mean, but i would definitely use this product this product within minutes of applying it it was actually a very dramatic rejuvenation try instantly ageless today at gcnlife.com that's gcnlife.com 30-day money-back guarantee and preferred price discount at gcnlife.com that's gcnlife.com Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how'd it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes... Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-503-8625. 800 503 800-503-8625. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. I can't say I'm an expert on Stargate. Did see the movie a number of times. There were several TV series expanding over a number of years, the original one being Stargate SG-1. But the theory of the Stargate is it has to work at both ends. You build a Stargate on one planet, but you build a Stargate then on another planet, meaning you have to get to that planet. There's no situation where you dial in the coordinates and you just beam yourself. 
somewhere. There has to be the transceiver, I would call it. It can transmit or receive the signal. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. So, yeah, the Stargate concept, they actually use a wormhole kind of sci-fi premise. I mean, they dial in the coordinate where they want to get to or the address, but probably the more accurate analogy would be Battlestar Galactica. They dial in the FTL and it's just coordinates somewhere else. They don't go through a wormhole. They don't do anything. They just disappear from where they are and appear at the other coordinates, I would think. Well, what you're describing is quantum entanglement, is is basically what you're describing. And there are lots of laboratories that are just now starting to prove factually and scientifically that they can entangle this quantum world at long distances. You know, it, it was a couple of years ago where it was only short distances, and I, I, I can't remember how far the entanglement has been proven, but it just came out recently where they were able to send and alter and uh, entangle this quantum uh, world so that as they affected one particle, it would affect the other particle exactly the same way. Oh, yes. It's, it's, a, a, it's, a proven, it's a proven scientific phenomena. About the only thing in my mind that can explain it is this idea that, that you've brought with you to the show today that perhaps what this is is we're we are in a construct from the point of view of whatever that construct is there really is no distance because it can change the state of something on the other side of the universe just as easily as it can change one that's right in front of you because from the point of view of that system it's all in one place it's dealing with it all at the same time well, that's so funny that you said that, because that's exactly what I was trying to get to earlier when you said is no distance. This actually came up when I was writing chapter in a book uh, recently, and it just came to me as such a shock when I thought of it this way. I thought, you know, if this idea of procedurally generating reality is is possible, if it, could, if it can be possible in the future, which I think it can be, you know, distance can also be procedurally generated. In other words, when someone walks away from you and they're, let's say, 40 feet away from you and they look small, from your code, from your system that's running on your operating system called, you know, Randall consciousness or gene consciousness or gray consciousness, whatever that system is running, distance can also be procedurally altered. So the person is not actually far away from you. They are just being procedurally altered to make it look like or seem like they're far away from you now we're getting into true speculation but because that you know that can be done in a video game so visually you can fake distance that we've been doing that for forever but to do it that in a way that's realistic that's believable that actually might be what we're experiencing when we look out into the cosmos now there's no way for us to prove that yet because we haven't proven the, the structure of the universe as a simulation or that it's being procedurally generated. But if, if we get closer to that, if, you, if scientists start coming out and saying there is this scaffolding or there is proof in the cosmos that, there, that the simulation could be possible, then you have to start entertaining the idea that distance is an illusion as well. Then all bets are off because then what you're dealing with is just different coordinates within the simulation that have different entities built into it. We think of the universe 
uh, right now as being a, a human-centric universe because we haven't discovered uh, artificial or, or advanced life form in the cosmos yet. But you have to remember that it wasn't until 1996 that we confirmed, that science confirmed that planets outside of our solar, solar system existed. Think about that. 1996, that's when we confirmed the first planet outside of our solar system. So, you know, we're still digital infants in this system. We don't really know yet what we are dealing with. I have a wacky idea that occurs to me, which is that our reality expands to our perceptions of it. So there were no extrasolar planets until we found one. Well, now you're talking about Alan Watts, because he talks about this in his work a lot, that he used to love to say, you think the moon exists, but it doesn't exist until you look at it. And I understand from his point of view as a philosopher, what he was trying to get people to understand is that for their construct of consciousness, it didn't exist. It doesn't exist until you look at it. That the brain is making the construct of the construct of, of quote-unquote moon. What does that mean? When I say the word moon, when I say the word elephant, immediately your listeners are, their neural network is, is using a construct to create their vision of an elephant, their vision of the moon, right? He used to love to say that reality only existed when you looked at it. That's procedurally generated. As, as what I said earlier, he didn't have that language because this was you know procedurally generated algorithms you know he didn't live in that time period to have that kind of language and here's what i say about the future this show thousand years from now if people listen to the show they're going to understand what we're saying even though we're not using the language that they use because those inventions will be beyond our reality well i'm thinking also here what kind of universe we live in if it was like the q continuum where you can control matter with the power of your mind. You want to go to another planet? You go there. Maybe the atmosphere isn't what you want. It's terraformed, assuming that there aren't other beings who refuse to cooperate. Mm -hmm. This was actually something that keeps coming up in the contactee experience, too, that uh, the physical world gets altered in a way that we can't quite explain. So walls turn to water and people can walk through glass and i mean there is some exp explanation to that whether that is happening in re in our quote-unquote reality or whether that's happening in some sort of, of simulated state where the visitors can literally just be maybe just the simulators i mean maybe that's what these things are maybe when people have these contactee experiences, they are literally coming in contact with the simulators, the, the beings that created this system. Gray, please tell our listeners where we can find more of your stuff. So you can visit my website, which is grayscott.com, or you can search for Futuristic Now on any of the podcast uh, platforms. You can find us on Twitter if you look for The Paracast. You can find us on Facebook. We have not been banned yet. I understand only certain people get banned from Facebook. We have two Paracast 
communities there, groups, whatever you wish to call them. We also have branded merchandise with different logos. Choose the logo you want. Pick the T-shirt, the throw pillow, whatever it is. And we give you good prices and good service. Go to theparacast.shop. That's theparacast.shop. Gray Scott will be back. And he will not have to have an Austrian accent. And we'll discuss experiences and a lot more stuff paranormal related, which we've touched on here in After the Paracast. What's After the Paracast? It's a special feature of the Paracast Plus. In order to sign up for the Paracast Plus, just go to the Paracast.plus. We also offer this show free of the network ads, no five minute news block with an orientation topic wise that you may not like. I don't want to go into that story again. Theparacast.plus, we're also offering a free coupon for the phenomenon, the James Fox UFO documentary. For five-year and lifetime subscriptions, we include three hours of free material. Go to theparacast.plus for a quick sign-up. Grace Scott, we've only scratched the surface of our reality. And we have lots to go to visit more and learn more from you. Thanks for joining us on the Paracast. Thank you so much. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in the Paracast.